Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Restrictions across the country have made life a little harder for most. One thing I'm thankful for is still being able to train with friends on Zwift any time of the day. Being motivated by the massive community means there's always someone to ride with and new locations to explore, like the new Japan-inspired Mercury Islands, my personal favorite, and the UCI World Championship courses. Riding with friends makes the training easier and they always know how to push me. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Ride on. Uh, bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes, and uh, welcome to the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. Our logo rides with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Um, Pretty good. You are nailing that. Bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes. I like it. Yeah, I you've like nailed it. it. No, no, well done. Um, no, pretty good. I'm, I'm already feeling refreshed. It's a rest day. It's a rest day. <laughs> you know, I'm only, we're halfway through it. It's nearly over, but I'm feeling, I'm pretty pumped. I think I'm going to make it to, I was about to say Madrid. I'm going <laughs> to make it to Santiago de Compostela. How are you guys spending your rest day? There is no cycling tonight, but you are with us. Yeah. I hope you are happy about Good it. Let us know, board. let us know what, uh, what you're doing on your rest day and how you're spending a day without cycling. It's hard for me to imagine. How can we have a day? We without... survived, don't we? <laughs> Couch, Peloton. No, it's great to have you all on board wherever you are. We yep. are here today talking about this on the race day because there was a stage last night and mm. you commentated, of course, on that stage. Yep. Uh, not a great deal happened, but a few stuff happened into it. And then there's a, there's a very good winner on that stage. Listen to the couch peloton <laughs> expert here. Hey. Not much happened. Not much happened. <laughs> mountain stage, brilliant win by Raphael Micah. But other it than this, nothing. other than this, not a great no, deal happened. No, it was an interesting stage. Yeah, I know, I know what you're getting at. I'm just being cheeky. Uh, <laughs> Rafael Micah, you can see here, he'd been away with Fabio Aru, so two really strong riders, 87 kilometres to go, he decided Aru was not going quick enough for him, it wasn't almost an attack as such, it was more a surge, he rode away, and that was the last they saw of Rafael Micah, here he was coming into the finish, pointing up to the sky, and there's a reason for that of course, wasn't yeah. it, it was a brilliant win. We, we'll explain this a bit later, and we'll hear what he had to say, but yeah, his father passed away, and we can see here, you know, him crossing the line, he's kissing both arms for his two kids, uh, and pointing to the uh, to the, to the sky, and we've seen a lot of emotion on, on this Vuelta, on the winners, and this is just another one. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was an amazing victory, yeah. and the fact that it was a it was a hundred kilometer breakaway with Aru, and it was eighty seven solo. And when I say nothing happened, it's just because he went from so far behind eighty seven kilometers solo. Yeah. Then you know after that there was not that much entertainment, and you almost miss uh, Lucas Hamilton as well. Yeah. No, uh, Chris Hamilton. <laughs> no, Chris Hamilton. Sorry, Chris Hamilton. Hamiltons. Yeah. yeah. No, you're Chris excused Hamilton, sorry. from that. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and by the way, uh, Couch Peloton, if you were watching, and I think we probably explained it in the live commentary, and if you're not aware, there was barely, barely any vision in the last sort of 40 kilometres of Chris Hamilton because you had Micah on the road, up the road on his own. Yeah. So there was one camera with him, of course. You had a camera back with the Peloton. And then I think there was a camera with the Chase group, or second place, sorry, Stephen Kruisvark. Yeah. Chris Hamilton had left that chase group, so the original breakaway group, there was no camera with him. Yeah. So we didn't... So there was a period where Kino and I did not know where he was on the road. <laughs> we knew he was somewhere, and we knew he hadn't been caught by the peloton, so we thought, he's going all right. And then it popped up on one of the live yeah. feeds. And, he grew- and we said, okay, he's there. Yeah. And then the, the static camera 
the fixed camera at the finish line. Um, obviously showed him crossing the line in third place. A brilliant ride by 100%. Chris Hamilton. But we have no vision to show yeah. you, sorry. But that was all about uh, Maker, really. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, he, he's, he's such a trooper. He's such a strong rider. He's, uh, yeah. You know, how, how do you rate him? You're not even surprised he's won a stage here, I guess. No, no, not surprised he's won a stage. And, and as epic as it was, not surprised that he won in the fashion that he did. He's, he's done long range before mm. in the Vuelta. He's won the King of the Mountains, I think, twice at the Tour de France. Uh, he's finished podium, I think, here at the Vuelta. Yeah. Um, and the year Aru won the Vuelta, I believe Matty Keenan said this last night, um, I think he was third okay. overall. So it was interesting how they were both in the break. Yeah. And that's going back six years now. So, But not surprised with him because he is a class act. And let's remind everyone, he, he was played a really key role. He was captain on the road for UAE at the Tour de France this year yeah. with um, Tade Pogacar. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Let's listen from Rafael Mike. Rafael, did you wake up this morning thinking, I will go for a breakaway, 125 kilometers, including 87 alone? Yeah, especially the all the team is saying me I have good legs. Sometimes you try, and it's not easy to go to the break. But today I try all from all the start to the end, and and actually I don't wait for nobody today. I wanted to win the stage today. Especially I want to win for for my father. Uh, yeah, for my father and for my two kids. I'm they, so happy. Yeah, they were watching you. You were alone. When you were alone, when did you think you were going to win? I think only one thing. Yeah, I have had bad start on the season and uh, it's no easy for me and uh, for my own family, especially when we, my father died. And, and I wanted to win today for him and also for my kids and also for the great team like UIA. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Uh. Yeah, he does love that team, and, and he yeah. does. He's a workhorse for that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's look. He he's going. He's playing a new role, really, as a because remember he came across from uh, Bora yeah. Hans Grower, and he he sort of had a good couple of years there, and then towards the end he wasn't didn't wasn't sort of great. And prior to that, he was at Saxo Bank. So he played real a leadership role, mm-hmm. um, whereas now he's that super domestique, but he got his opportunity again. So um, no, it was a super win. And that victory, by the way, will be talked about. Yeah. It'll be folklore yeah. of the Vuelta in years to come. You know, they'll talk about the you know one of the biggest solo victories yeah. through a mountain stage. Mm-hmm. It was still a hot day. It wasn't as hot as what they've had in the last four or five days, but it was, it was still pretty tough. Now, second on the stage, Stephen Kruzvik. Surprised by this one or not? What, uh, was, it, was it a hard to, one to pick up, you know, two or three days ago? We may not have put him at We wouldn't level. have expected Jumbo Visma two, three days ago yeah. to put guys up the road. They did it with Sepp Kuss early on. Uh, the first hour, they averaged 51 kilometres per hour last yeah. night. It was off the charts fast. It was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, so they were prepared to put a couple of Jumbo Visma guys like Kruzvike or Kuss in the break. And, and, you know, and so Kruzvike got his opportunity. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, he got within, he went from 220 down on Micah at the bottom of the, the big climb, the, the 20 kilometer one. He got it back to, I think, 130 or even a bit closer, maybe. And that, did it. that yeah. was as close as he got. And Micah had been out there half the day. 
So he just didn't have it. He's only won two bike races that's, in his that's career. That's incredible. Because he For put, a guy that's podiumed at Grand Tours. Tour, yeah, he podiumed at Grand Tour, and then yeah. he only won two races. You can't believe it. Well, I when feel you told for me him this, a little bit. When you told me this, I'm going to be honest, I had to Wikipedia it. Well, it was just to triple check I'm crediting <laughs> Kino with this one, because I didn't, you know, you know, and you do your homework on guys, yeah. but um, you just presume that one, he'd won a stage here or picked off a stage there, and then you think about it, and you think, hang on, actually, he hasn't. Yeah. So two, two stages, I think, of smaller bike races. Um, yeah, Incredible. and he still hasn't won one. Yeah. <laughs> but he, look, he gave it everything. And it was a good ride by yeah. him in the end. 100%. Let's listen from Steven Kruzvaik. Uh, quite a hectic stage from the beginning. Uh, I think after the start, I never... Uh, never... Uh, 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 was still in the, in the barns and uh, I decided to go and... Uh, Try to uh, go for the stage in the end, but uh, yeah, wasn't enough to, to get to uh, to Mika. You are one of the key uh, teammates of Primoz Roglic from from the start of the day. You had a free card for yourself. No, no, it was always the idea. If the uh, big break was going, you know, especially with the guys in Movistar, uh, we tried to be in there as well. And uh, yeah, I know also uh, the team is really strong. He's always well protected and. If they need me, I can always wait. But today, uh, yeah, I got the got the freedom to to go for the states and try it. And uh, yeah, if in the end uh, anything would happen, I would always drop the back. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, at least uh, I tried it and uh, tried to go for the states. But uh, yeah, I think Primoz uh, ended up in a good way as well. Good points there. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, basically he was allowed to uh, to go free on it. Uh, is this a result of where Roglic is at at the minute? Not in red, not controlling the race. Therefore, some guys can be let just run a little bit more free. Yeah, but but it's you know they're still strategic about it. So and like like he said there, he's still got guys to help him. Um, so they weren't sort of saying we we haven't got the red, so let's just you know yeah. <laughs> um, let it rip sort of thing. They've still making sure they've got enough guys there to protect Roglic. Um, I think that'll change on a couple of the key days. Lagos de Covadonga, which is coming up in a couple of days' time, I think I think they'll go all in to you know, set it up for Roglic. And he'll play a big role in that yeah. as well. Um, but he is got that, his chance. Is that where you think Roglic will claim red again? Is that just somewhere? Slow down, uh, mate. We'll, that's, we'll get back. We'll get to that. Uh, let's okay. you know. Let's <laughs> listen to the red and the and, and Martin. There's there's more. So that gives you time to think about it. It's a good discussion yeah. point. It's a really good discussion point. Okay, let's listen to Martin then, uh, because <laughs> since Mister is producing yeah, here, see, yeah, I'm, yeah, just remember that. Okay, I'm producing, but and I'm telling you which part is <laughs> Guillaume Martin is uh, still second on a uh, on a GC. Uh, you know, it's not uh, where where can he be? Where can he go? Where can he finish? He's he's brilliant. I'm going to say he's brilliant. He's he's not a superstar. Like he's not that top top tier. We know that. But let's just remind everyone. He he's finished the Tour de France top ten. His highest place yep. at, at the Tour de France. He was twelve before. Yeah, yep. I think was he seventh, eighth. Yep. I think uh, he's come here really no expectations. But Cofidis are a major sponsor of mm-hmm. the Vuelta, so it's a really important race for the team. And here he is stepping up, second rest day, and he's second on GC with a little bit of time in hand. Yeah. Can climb. Yeah. Can climb. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm, no, I'm liking this guy more and more. Let's listen to Guillaume Martin. And you're still there? Uh, still well placed at the GC? What's your analysis uh, of, the situ- of your situation at the end of week two? Of course, I would prefer 
I would have preferred to, to wear the red jersey, uh, another uh, red jersey. But uh, anyway, I'm uh, I'm happy with the situation. And after the first um, week, I was uh, really far away at the GC. I had a lot of uh, problems. I wasn't in good shape. And uh, and this second week uh, started really well with uh, this uh, long breakaway. And now I, I feel so much better. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with this uh, second uh, spot in uh, general classification. Now I will. Fight uh, the third week to, to get the best uh, result possible. The goal is a GC here, or is to try to, to get that red jersey one day and do something memorable, if I can say? I think now uh, it's uh, unless there are circumstances, uh, it will be complicated to wear the jersey, but um, but I can still do a really good result uh, at the end of the Vuelta, and, uh, and I will remember uh, if it's uh, a top five, for example. So top five. Yeah, um, I, I find that funny. Uh, you've got two Frenchmen <laughs> speaking in English together, and I reckon Guillaume Martin's probably like, "Hey, what's he asking?" Well, like the, you the, know what? the guy doing the interviews really—he's got a really thick accent. Hasn't there's he? a third Frenchman here. When I cut <laughs> all the highlights, I'm like, "Why is he on about?" He's, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, does that give you an idea of where he's from? I'm, being, I'm not trying nah, to be smart. No, no, no. It's hard to tell if he speaks. It in gives English. me an idea that he's got a mask, and I'm actually struggling to understand him with the mask as well. But it's a uh, thick French accent yeah, in English, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not like gonna... if you were speaking to me like that, forget <laughs> it. But I don't think I would be here. SBS, SBS, as good as they are. And multicultural as they are, they wouldn't yeah. let you through the front yeah. door, mate. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Guillaume Martin, top five. Uh, I've got an idea for Guillaume Martin. Okay. He needs to leave Cofidis. And again, I'm not having a stab at Cofidis a little bit. Yeah, but they've but, sort of reinvented a bit. Uh, they, got, they got Viviani. They, well, they, they tried, but like, what has Viviani done? Nothing. He's leaving the team. True. Uh, what's left in that team now? They've tried. Again, they tried, but... Uh, uh, Guillaume Martin hasn't got hundreds of years in front of him. Yep. Kofidis has got 10 years to rebuild that team. Guillaume Martin hasn't 10 years ahead of him. Okay. So imagine this. And it's like so where does he go? Team DSM. I think him at Team DSM with Bardet, imagine this. Now that becomes super interesting for the Tour de France. You get Bardet and Martin working on this. I get you thinking. Yeah? You've, I think <laughs> okay. you might. Oh, catch. Is he onto something? I think you actually might. You know what? I know. The, I know nothing. By for the, the way. first time, I actually think I'm going to agree with you on yeah, something. But imagine this. Imagine this. No, I, I'm serious. I actually like. You're right. I think you're right. But he, where's his contract at? I, I have got no idea. Um, he seems embedded. But I think that it's probably this. the best he can do with this team. Mm. I'm not sure that team can or has the structure or the 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 ability to bring him further up. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. he can podium with and this maybe team. Maybe he needs a bit more, a bit like Bardet. Yeah, reinvent. I reckon I'm not sure he can podium with this team. That's my yeah. point. Where's but he from in France? I don't know. I was just thinking <laughs> Bardet from opposite ends of the yeah, country, so does, they hate he, each other. He, or... he doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I like it. I like it. Let's talk about Roman Bardet. Actually, he's yep. still in a, in a polka dot. Uh, how was his day yesterday? Look, uh, actually, I think his day was pretty good. He he was really active early on. Uh, he was in the breaks. I think he, he was on the attack up the climb. He was marked a bit too because yeah. he looked pretty good. In the end, it, it split and he went back to the bunch. He had DSM teammates, including Stora, Chris Hamilton. They had three or four in the break. He went back to the bunch and he sat on the back, which was smart. Yeah, okay. So he went... He's not GC. All the King of the Mountain points were going to be taken from the breakaway. So he had zero to gain. 
So he stayed with the Peloton until there was, until he had felt okay. Now I can drop uh-huh. and roll in and not worry about the time cut. So I thought he did everything right, actually. Perfect. Let's listen to Romain Bardet. Tell us about that day. You were not in a breakaway today, but there was a lot of DSM again. Tell us about it. Yeah, I think we we did a good job in the beginning of the stage, trying to follow the move. I was in the first move with Simon. Then also I follow quite a, a couple of order, and then we were really the numbers in the front, so it was very really nice. I didn't know exactly how it ended up, but uh, no, I think it's also another good day for the team. In what state of mind you are heading to the third week now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, the beginning was quite okay, but uh, then I felt a bit the fighting of yesterday. So yeah, the rest day will be welcome. The rest day will be welcome, and I'm sure he's enjoying it right now. Well, what do you think he's doing in his rest day? Well, can I tell you? <laughs> last night, and both Kino and I saw this. Uh, Matteo Trentin tweeted before the stage today's menu or something, something <laughs> along those lines. This is true. This is true, right? Uh, one hour 15 start drive bus transfer to the start, eight kilometer neutral, 197 kilometer stage, 495 bus transfer Oof. after the stage. Last night. Yeah, 700. And Kino added it up. I could, we're commentating. I could see him there with his phone. It. And he's, he's, he's jotting numbers and he's on 795 kilometers. Wow. <laughs> what a day. So not much has changed. <laughs> in pro cycling. So you think they not get treated like kings or have a glamorous lifestyle. We know it's a tough sport. 400, what did I say? 495 yeah. kilometers post stage. So Bart A, he's still on his way. St- <laughs> they've just they've just arrived at the hotel. This is unreal. This is unreal. Is <laughs> the only, the only yeah. difference, I can tell you from 15 years ago when I raced, we're in crappy, you know, nine-seater vans. They're in a beautiful 45-seater bus. They've yeah. got beautiful plush uh do they, do they actually seats. travel in the bus or do they travel in cars no 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 definitely on the bus on the bus oh, okay. i'd say so and if you're a stage winner and you've had to hang around the bus would have left yeah. and then the car will zip you okay no they the riders a couple of them might choose and say i want to go in the car uh-huh. maybe i'm not sure but now you go on the bus it's not that much slower when you you know half an hour but it's more comfortable Way more comfortable. They'd have masseurs on the bus. Yeah. You've got food. You've got the coffee machine. You've got your showers. You can sleep. You can literally probably, it's probably like a business class yeah. seat. You can stretch out, sleep. So okay. yeah. On the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the okay. bus. Yeah. Well, red jersey is still on the shoulder of odd <laughs> Christian <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were going to say the red jersey is still on the bus. <laughs> he's still on the bus. <laughs> he's still going. Well, he's, probably, no, he's, like, he's in the queue buying other jerseys. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes, <laughs> he's yeah. at the merchandise shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, he's still on the shoulders of uh, odd Christian Aiken. Uh, surprise? Not surprised? How are you with this, uh, with no. this situation? No, no. Not surprised last night with the way it unfolded. And you, you're right in a sense that not a lot happened. They rode tempo. I was expecting a bit, maybe a big attack on the category yep. one. I think they're all a bit tired. And Odd Christian Iking is stepping up. And look, there was one really key thing for me last night, and it suddenly dawned on me as they were sort of cresting the top of mm-hmm. the category one climb. Intermarche sat on the front, the whole climb, more or less. They had at least, I think, three or four guys there with him, plus the red jersey. So make that five. Five guys went over the top of the Category 1 into Marche. Movistar had three. Okay. So they had so, yeah. Enric Mas, uh, Lopez. Lopez, and Carlos Verona, who was in the break. Okay. So he'd come back. He doesn't count. 
that will credit that. Yeah, yeah. So Movistar had three. Intermarche had five guys. So We're what, talking with a quarter of the budget yeah. of that team. So what, what does that tell us in terms of their form and, and their intention going forward? Well, it says a couple of things. It's the old saying, yeah. and it's the yellow jersey, but here it's the red jersey. makes you ride like two men, and it makes your teammates ride like two men. Mm-hmm. They are motivated. They have stepped up. Their directors, uh, our mate Valerio Piva, who we interviewed at the Giro. Correct, yeah. Uh, he's my favourite director now. He, well, you he, already gave him Director Sportive of the Year. I have, I have. It's on The trophy's on the way, <laughs> Valerio. It's something like this one here. Um, but in all seriousness, they would be pumping up their tyres, telling them how good they are, telling yeah. them that they're good. And I think there's actually might be a little bit in one of the, in the interview. Let's listen to it because, no, they are now starting to believe. Maybe not they can win the race, but they can go deep with the red jersey towards the end. Yeah. Let's listen to oh, Christian Aking. Well, we have seen you crossing the line. You looked uh, pretty tired. Tired? Yes. Yeah. I was uh, relieved that... Uh, uh, it came. Uh, I was there in the end, and it was a really hard day and a long, hard uh, race. But I have to say, uh, my team uh, in the Marche, Wanti, uh, we uh, did a really, uh, really good race. Uh, so uh, without them, uh, I might not sit uh, in the red jersey today. So. Uh, a huge thanks to uh, to my team. Yeah. It's the first year of your team in the World Tour, the first year at La Vuelta. And how does it feel for you to uh, be led out by uh, a team that looked like a big team? Yeah, but uh, we have really. I know all the all the riders in the team are really strong riders. So we just have never been in this situation before, and. Uh, I see now that we should have been in this situation many times before. <laughs> Tell us a bit about the end of the race when uh, Adam Yates attacked. Uh, were you following someone in particular? Oh uh, yeah, of course I knew. I looked at my uh, two closest uh, rivals and at least not uh, let them go with Guillaume uh, Martin and Primoz Roglic. But there's also others uh, close in the GC. But. Uh, it was just a downhill uh, finish in, in the end. So and we passed the top and I knew it was pretty safe. That was the leader of the Vuelta. Uh, question here from Adam and because also it's a question I've asked you a little bit earlier. But uh, how and when do you think Roglic will take back the red jersey if he does? Good question. That is the million dollar question, isn't it, Adam? Um, look. If, if I take emotion out of it, because I'm loving what Intermarche are doing, and I'd be happy, honestly, for I'd Christian Eichen to take it all the way to the finish. I to, just win think, the, to win that, oh, that, that Vuelta. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people in media would say, no, nah, it's not a great story. We want a star to win. It is a great he story. He is a star. It, it is it a great, is a great story. story. Yeah, I'd love to see it happen. And, and how cool is he in this interview? How, how, uh, he could, you could almost think if you didn't know racing or cycling mm. you could think that guy's done this 20 times yes he's yeah. so relaxed about it yeah so but if yeah if i go back to your, your question adam uh i think that take my heart out of it i think he'll lose it probably on lagos de covadonga which is in two days time so tomorrow's stage is pretty flat i think the next day if he doesn't lose it there he may not maybe the next day because there's there's two or three big days Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Flat day tomorrow. Yep. We're out of the rest day. It's Tuesday. Remember, the race finishes Sunday. Tuesday, flat day. 
Final stage individual time trial. I think there's one other not so mountainous day. That's three. So he's got three big days mm-hmm. to defend. So he's got a one minute 50 on Roglic. And in that interview, Jean-Francois asked him about the tactics on that final climb, Yates' yeah. attack. And he said, I just watched the two guys closest to me, Guillaume Martin, but he also mentioned Roglic. So he is now confident mm-hmm. in himself that he can mark Roglic. Hey, if I'm completely crazy, but can he bring this battle to the TT, to the last day? Or is it going to be really tough for, for him to do this? Well, he's it, no, it's, no, it's not impossible. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think they're believing. They're starting to believe. And he, another key thing he said in that interview, when Jean-Francois said, you know, you're racing against these big World Tour teams. It's like you guys are, you're racing like a World Tour team. He said, yeah, but we've got strong guys. It's just that we've never been in this situation yeah. before. We probably should have been. So he is now believing in his teammates. After after yesterday's stage, mm-hmm. like I said, three Movistar versus five Intermarche. This guy, and... Watch his, this space, I reckon. Watch this space. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I'm going on about this, but <laughs> history shows in all the Grand Tours, at least one GC guy at the top, top five capitulates. Yeah. Pretty much. So one of them is going to capitulate, whether it be Muss, Bernal, Yates... Uh, Roglic, probably one of them will fight, possibly Jack Hayes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jack Jack's totally pl- racing for top three. One of them is going to fail, and it could so, also be Iking, but it might not be. Yeah. So he's he is in, I think, for a real chance of top five, and beyond that, who knows? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let's have a look at the uh, if I can bring it up uh, the standings. Uh, these are the uh, standings as we are today. Uh, so. Is in the lead. Martin is second. Oops, sorry, I took them out. Uh, uh, Primoz Roglic is third. Uh, Jack Hegg is sixth. Uh, Yates is climbing up gently uh, back up into that uh, time. Yeah, that little attack yesterday yeah. brought him brought him twenty odd seconds, I think. So Yates isn't done either. No, and I agree. Yeah, that the Ineos, the Ineos, you know, plan. It, it, I think we're all we're all intrigued by that to see is Bernal on the way back. Yeah, that was a. Make no mistake, I think last night's stage was a really tough one. Not a lot mm-hmm. that happened in the bunch, but I think it was a pretty That's solid I, day. When I say not all that happened, it's because the attack happened, and then after that, in terms of television, yeah. not a great deal happened. Yeah. A lot can be read into this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at the, the jerseys uh, here. So we saw uh, Aiken is still in red. Uh, Jakobson, we tend to forget, but he's still in green, uh, and he's likely to, to bring this now all the way to uh, to the end of this race. Roman Bardet is still in the polka dot, and of course, Egan Bernal is still in the young rider's jersey. Uh, let's have a look at uh, one of our Aussie, Sebastian Berwick. How yeah. do you think he's going? Oh, I think he's going great. Great Grand Tour debut. He's 21, I think, Seb. He's, um, no, he's been in some breakaways. I think he's been excellent. Yeah. You know, you can't ask for much more in your debut tour. And, you know, you can see he's, when he's in the breaks, he's not on his, well, he's on his limit, but mm-hmm. he's not, you know, he, he's participating. He's not a passenger. That's what's nice, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't seen seen him every day. But we've seen him enough, and that's I think that's really good and really um, for the future for him. Yeah. I think he can take a lot out of that. So you've seen him enough, but let's yep. let's see him a, a little bit more. Okay, not, not quite <laughs> enough. <laughs> let's let's listen to him now. So coming to the end of the second week, how do you feel for your first Grand Tour? Uh, tired, but still motivated to get a good result in the next week in a in a day, I guess. 
Hopefully there's a good breakaway chain I can get in it and yeah, try my luck. Yeah, the other day you went to the breakaway, uh, today is a bigger chance? Yeah, today's a be better chance for the breakaway, definitely. Uh, two, a couple of days ago when I did get in the breakaway, I only got a minute, minute and a half, and it was a bit, uh, yeah, a bit of an unlucky situation, I guess, especially with how I was feeling, but yeah, more opportunities will come. Sebastian Berwick here. Do you think there are many opportunities for him? And where do you see an opportunity here for him in this race? Yeah, it's... Look, he's a climber. That's his forte. Mm -hmm. That's what his, his strengths are at. But you can see against the best opportunist climbers, he's probably not quite there. But if he has a, a super day, why not Lagos de Covadonga? There's, because that day, it's a mountaintop finish. I think there's two mountaintop finishes now still to come and another mountain day. So one of those days, I think the opportunist will win the day. Yeah. Um, so he's got to look for that. He's got to look for one of those days. Yeah. You know. So he's got, I think, three opportunities. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe one other that that isn't a super mountainous day, but it's a day that the sprinters won't contest. You know, yeah. it'll be a breakaway sort of stage. So maybe four opportunities. Yeah. But you know, four opportunities. You've got to make sure you make. That, that break of the day which is really hard to do yeah absolutely well I think that's about it what we have for you today we're not going to dissect the stage uh, coming up uh, tomorrow just because we have another podcast tomorrow and we have a special guest shall we say what we have shall we say yeah let's yeah go. I think let's so say. yeah yeah it, yeah. why not I'll let you, I'll let oh, I, can, I can announce okay we have got Mitch Docker yeah yeah, he's retiring at the end of the year, so we thought we're going to give him. We're giving a few send-offs, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah which after, is sad, but it's nice. Um, after Kundakors, we will be talking to uh, Mitch Docker tomorrow. Mm. Uh, hopefully, he still has a mullet. We'll uh, we'll see that tomorrow. We'll see. We'll uh, but he also out. has a great podcast, Life in a Podcast, and I'm yeah. sure it's uh, it's an episode that will be fun altogether because he's a fun guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, Look, he, and he's had a great career. He's yeah. had like 100%. any pro cyclist, yeah. man or woman, ups and highs and lows. But it's been a real journey for him. So look 100 percent. So mm. tune in tomorrow, same time. Same place if you want to hear about Mitch Docker. And then before we go, you know, we'd like to finish on a happy note. Yeah. You know? yeah. And sometimes mockery is quite funny. Yes, know? yes. We uh, love uh, the mockery uh, on ourselves mostly. <laughs> but let's have a look at the, the, the DSM car. Sometimes in a DSM car, you know, they win stages, they go, come on, Roma, you're so, you know, so much, you know, 44 seconds, you're going to win this. And sometimes, uh, just sometimes, they're struggling with little things like the sun cream, for example. This is it for today. We leave you with the DSM car. Same place, same time tomorrow. Until then, it's bye for Do you want the, uh, the DSM sun cream? There you go. Any <laughs> It was going all over the rider behind you as well. Oh, yeah? But at least he's protecting now. Yeah, exactly. He's got some good sun cream on now. There you go.
coming in. He's got his sun cream on and uh, some waffles. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsors with La Vuelta is all about climbing. So why not try Geraint Thomas's athlete workout? Fun is flying uphill. A great pillar of any climbing is muscular endurance. And believe me when I say that's what you'll get. Testing yourself on training plans alongside world-class cyclists is what makes Zwift so exciting. I can't wait to show my mates the fitness I've been able to build at home. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Right on.